Hi everyone, we're Amokta and Neha, and welcome to Wired Up. Today we're interviewing Hannah Butthamid, an operations and supply chain intern at Raytheon Intelligence in Space and graduate from UT Austin with a degree in aerospace engineering. Without further ado, let's get started. Hi Hannah, how are you today? I'm great. How are y'all? Very good. Um, so let's start with your interest in aerospace engineering. How did you get interested in it? And like, what were your first impressions with STEM and like engineering specifically? Okay, so I'm going to be honest. When I decided to major in aerospace engineering, I was 17 years old. Didn't know what I was <laughs> doing. I just chose something that I have always had an interest in, which is space. Um, you know, part of me in hindsight wishes I had done something like electrical if I could do it again, I'd probably go into electrical engineering just because it applies to more fields. And I feel like it doesn't close you off as much in terms of a career. But at the end of the day, I chose something that I was passionate about. Um, and when I first got into it, um, it was definitely just a roller coaster of emotions and not knowing what to do. But at the end of the day, the good news is that you're in the same boat with all the other kids. So, you know, it's a learning mm -hmm. experience. That's what college is for. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, did you like have any high school ex experiences or like were you part of any clubs that specifically like made you interested in aerospace yeah. engineering? Yeah. Um, in high school, I, I did a lot. Well, first off, I took a bajillion AP courses. So I think that's <laughs> part of the reason that I uh, I had an interest in STEM is you doing mm -hmm. literally every single AP possible, which I think is a great thing to do because you get to figure out what challenges you like and don't like. I realized that I was never going to do anything with any kind of arts, English, none of that stuff. <laughs> I mean, that I had a natural talent for math. You know, I took AP calculus. I finished BC calculus before I was a senior. And so my senior year, I just retook it and tutored. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that was, you know, it was a good experience because I just mm -hmm. prepared better for college. But so I think um, besides doing all the STEM courses, um, I took extra science courses. So at my school in Texas, you have three different types of courses. You have regular courses, honors courses, and then AP courses. And then on top of that, you also have community college courses that are taught at the high school. Um, so, you know, you have different ways to get college credit. And so once I finished all the AP sciences and maths that I could take, I started doing the community college courses. So I took, you know, um, my senior year, I took three different science courses. So I took physics C, um, mechanics, physics, C, electric, electricity, and magnetism. I took AP chemistry and then I took, um, uh, college geoscience. So I think that's something that made that's me realize when she STEM. Yeah. it is a lot. No one, the, when I sat down with my counselor, she was like, you realize that no one at the school is doing as many sciences as you. I was like, I'm aware, but I'd rather do this over like the other stuff that you're yeah. giving me an option to this over history. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think just taking all those courses, I realized that no matter what kind of science I do, I just want to do it. I, it's just really cool to me. And at the end of the day, it applies to all of us, right? It affects all of us. Engineering mm -hmm. affects us all. STEM affects us all. And it is literally the wave of the future. AI is the future. So, mm -hmm. and that starts with electrical engineers, right? And computational engineers. Um, besides that, I actually, in terms of extracurriculars, I tried to diversify myself. So I didn't just only do STEM stuff because obviously my coursework was very STEM centered. So my extracurriculars, you know, I, I played JV basketball. I did um, uh, 
the peace club, which was pretty much a club where we got to go to the United Nations um, and talk about peace. Um, <laughs> we did a book about peace. So that was cool. So I did the astronomy club. That was part of the reason why I knew I wanted to do aerospace engineering, the astronomy club, concert, environmental conservation club. Um, I did bridge building competitions for physics. And then um, the biggest thing that I did was I did a TEDx talk where I was a spe speaker in a TEDx conference. Mm -hmm. And my talk was called A Lifetime of Pleasing the Skeptics. You can look it up on YouTube. And I pretty much talk, talked about um, moving around a lot and experiencing, experiencing that as a woman of color who didn't look like all the other girls I mm -hmm. went to school with in a very predominantly white area. So um, those were the big things that I did. And of all the things, my favorite thing was the TEDx talk because it mm -hmm. meant so much to me. And it just spoke to who I am and what I've learned, um, you know, going to school in different places. Um, for context, I've lived in eight different eight different cities in three different countries. So that's really oh. cool. <laughs> how, do <you> think <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you think your like diversified experiences with like so many different things, like all these different clubs, all the different cities and like continent or countries, you not countries, but cities, right? All the different cities you've been to and stuff, like all of your di diverse experiences. How do you think that's like affected um you as a person and like how you approach STEM as well mm -hmm. um so me as a person I think it's made me able to it's it's helped me be able to adapt better to change and the reality mm -hmm. is that the world is always changing your career will always be changing what happens in college is always going to be changing stuff is going to happen no matter whether whether or not you're ready for it and so I think being able to say I can handle different problems in different situations. I can live in different cities and still be able to understand how to place myself, how to carry myself in a, you know, respectful and open-minded manner is going to help you just throughout your life. You know, it's helped me through college. It's helped me through my internships. It's helped me through my, mm -hmm. my relationships. And so I think mm -hmm. that's how it affected me as a person. Um, and then in terms of engineering, well, engineering is not just a calculator and yeah. calculation engineering you will not be successful if you don't know how to work with people um mm -hmm. and i will tell you that straight up because when you're going into a job interview they want you to be able to do everything they want you you want to go work for tesla they want you to be able to do the math do the science understand how to work in a team understand how to take all of this really technical data and give it to someone who doesn't need to know all the nitty gritty details into a very mm -hmm. concise, high level format. So I think being able to say, I've done all these things will help you in the real world, because in the real world, you're not taking a test in the real world. You're showing a presentation to an executive at a company who doesn't care about all these calculations. He needs to know what is the problem? What do you need from me? Point blank. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think overall, at the end of the day, you need a variety of skills to be a successful person in STEM. Definitely. And then just piggybacking off of like the different courses you took, how was your experience taking all those science courses and stuff? Like how was it enjoyable? Was it stressful? Yeah, I think, um, I think it was enjoyable. I think for me, given the status of my personal life, I didn't have, um, a lot of, um, time dedicated outside of school. School was mm -hmm. kind of like my whole life, my personality. I grew mm -hmm. up with brown parents. So that was yeah. kind of 
the whole thing. <laughs> and so I think, um, you know, was it enjoyable for me? Yes. Did it give me a sense of purpose? Yes. However, at the end of the day, it wasn't, that wasn't the best version of myself. Was it the most like successful and hardworking version of myself? Absolutely. But I think, you know, 16 year old me, 18 year old me doing all those classes, pushing herself so hard. Yes. You know, she got where she wanted to be. She got into the college she wanted to go mm. to, but you know, I'm about to turn 21 in less than a month. And I'm telling you that the person that you see today who has a much more balanced life has mm-hmm. still been able to be successful in STEM, but also has worked on her relationships and doing other skills that are not just hard skills, but soft skills, I think is a much mm-hmm. um, better version of myself that you're meeting today. So I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, yes, it was a good experience. Would I recommend it? Absolutely. Solely for the sake of saving money for college, because you're Mm -hmm. going to save so much money if you don't have to take those classes. Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of actual big picture level, it wasn't necessary. And I have friends who didn't do all of that and they're still successful. So Mm -hmm. I think it depends on what you want and what you're willing to do as a 17 year old who should also be living their life. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Did you have any specific experiences at UT Austin that were like interesting or like like do you have any like of your favorite classes that you want to share so something really cool at UT is that we have this thing called TREL which is stands for Texas Rocket Engineering Lab we are the first university in I don't know if it's the country or the world but we're launching a rocket into space um mm-hmm. that's only student-led Um, You can look it up. It's called Halcyon. That's our rocket. Um, But it's being launched into space. And so I think the probably one of the coolest things I've done at UT is been a part of the research lab. Um, Mm -hmm. It's literally like a mini company. So the lab has different, it's, um, you know, split into two sectors, you know, engineering and then non-engineering. And so you have an HR team, you have a DNI team, you have a finance team, and then engineering is split up into, you know, propulsion, um, you know, hold downs. And so I think it's really mm-hmm. cool because depending on which team you work on, you get to learn either how to engineer a rocket, how to finance a rocket, and it's it's um it's really cool because we actually just got sponsored by Lockheed Martin. So it's a big deal. And I think something that's really cool in college is that you'll get to experience working on these things before going into the real world. And, you know, just I got to test a COPV tank when I was mm-hmm. just starting college. And I think that's really cool. You know, and I yeah. think um, at a school that it's very, you know, we're very catered towards STEM minds. Um, it's nice to have the freedom you know, yes, it's dangerous and yes, you have to be careful, but it's, it's really cool to just like test stuff and not have adults around you. And it's like, yeah, we're just a bunch of 20 year olds. We're learning how this goes. And as long as no one's losing a finger, we're going to keep trying stuff out and learning. So um, it was a very good hands-on experience. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, So how was that overall like the experience of the lab? Like you got to do so many cool things. Um, Were you excited about them? I guess, I mean, obviously we're, but like, <laughs> what were some of your favorite things, memories, I guess, from that? Um, so I think something cool about the lab is that they recruit you you have to interview to be part of it. And um mm-hmm. they recruit different majors. And so um one thing that's cool about the lab is that most of us are aerospace engineers. Um we kind mm-hmm. of it's, it's a little bit of a, a aerospace cult for us, but mm-hmm. I think it's uh it's cool because you work with these kids 
all the time, you know, in between classes, you're going into the lab. Um, they have a pretty much like a, a lab that, you know, you cannot, like, it's very serious. You can't do, do anything in besides technical work, but then they also have a room of the lab where, you know, you can go, you can do your homework, eat lunch, whatever. And so mm -hmm. I really liked it because it gave me a social life, a part of, mm -hmm. it gave me part of my social life. Um, one of my best friends, I actually met through Trell and, mm -hmm. um, you know, he's one of my best buds. He ends up not switching to electrical engineering, but I think that's probably one of the cool parts of the lab is that it makes you connect or, you know, you start working with like-minded people. You start working yeah. with people who are like you. And so then you, you make friends. And so it's nice because you work with all these kids outside of school. And then, you know, you go into yeah. a class at the beginning of the, of the semester. And I'm like, I already know half of these kids because mm -hmm. we've been doing this for, you know, two years in college. So um, I think it's very important at the end of the day, having a network in college is going to tremendously help you with your grades. Because when you know a lot of people that can ask questions that you can ask questions to, it helps a yeah. lot because, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's confusing. Yeah. And people should learn from each other. So definitely. Yes. I think uh, <laughs> sometimes I learn more from the students than I do the professors. <laughs> so... <laughs> what were some of your favorite like classes at UT and like, what was the social scene like as somebody that's applying to colleges soon? Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. I definitely think your experience is going to be different than mine because you are fully in person. And mm -hmm. pretty much the first half of my college experience was online. Not that. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm happy for you guys. You know, you guys mm -hmm. are going to experience being fully like getting the full experience. Um, but what's funny is even though I was online, I think one of my favorite classes was an online class and it wasn't even an engineering class. It was, um, psychology of advertising. I don't know why, but mm -hmm. I just love the professor. I love learning, um, about that. And I think probably the best professor I had at UT was also not an engineering professor she mm -hmm. taught um, an American history course, and it was the most unfiltered history course I've ever had. Um, and I think that's <laughs> what I really like about college is that um, professors have almost, I mean, I don't want to say free reign, but they have a lot of freedom. Yeah. And so they choose what you, you learn, right? And so it's both a good thing and a bad thing because you can have a really crappy professor that's going to teach you stuff that's just not the best but then you're gonna have a really cool professor like I had who you know Dr. Kinnear she when I tell you this woman would tell us stuff that you know it's the stuff that's not covered in textbooks this is stuff that mm -hmm. this is stuff yeah. doesn't want you to know and so that's what mm -hmm. I really liked about that course is that it was unfiltered and I got to learn a lot more about the country that you're not supposed to really know so yeah. um but in terms of mm -hmm. STEM um since you know you want to obviously know your experience if you're going into STEM um I think my favorite perf my favorite course was um, spacecraft dynamics. It wasn't even my highest grade. I just really liked the course because the mm -hmm. professor was a sweetheart. And I think mm -hmm. that's a big thing is that getting to know your professors, having that relationship makes a huge difference. It'll make a break your class. You know, like I've had classes mm -hmm. where I've gotten A's in and I was like, didn't do anything for me. Right. Yeah. Spacecraft dynamics. It was, it was a really hard course and I didn't get an A in it, but I liked that better than a lot of my other courses because I felt like even though it wasn't a super high grade, I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. I got to meet people. Mm -hmm. I loved my professor. My professor sat down in office hours and would help me whenever I needed to. It was mm -hmm. a very coding heavy course. And so I think that's a big thing is that, um, 
you know, my favorite courses were probably not the easiest and they weren't my highest grades, but they were my favorite because I felt like I learned because of the person who was teaching me, you know, Mm -hmm. you want a profession, a a passionate professor. And I felt like I had that in spacecraft dynamics. So that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. So um, what made you like choose UT or uh, want to go to UT? And then why aerospace engineering specifically? Yeah, so um, you have to remember, this was also during the pandemic. And so um, given my familial situation and the pandemic um I was not uh I wasn't allowed to go out of state and mm-hmm. to be honest I kind of liked it um mm-hmm. in the long run because I'm probably going to go out of state for grad school anyways mm-hmm. so you know I my my opinion is if you're going to go to grad school why pay to go out yeah. of state right mm-hmm. because you know I I just I don't see um, I don't see a need for that if you're going to go to grad mm-hmm. school. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I stayed in states. So that was a big thing why I chose UT is because, um, well, first off, it narrows down a lot of options when you're staying yeah. in Texas. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then the second thing is that then when I decided to like UT was my top choice, I personally mm-hmm. think UT is the best school in Texas. <laughs> I obviously am biased, but I just think it's, so highly ranked, you know, we're yeah. what, like number six or seven in aerospace engineering. We're number eight in like engineering in the country. Like we mm-hmm. beat a lot of the Ivy leagues. We beat mm-hmm. a lot of the other state schools. Like we are top notch in my opinion, especially yeah. for the price. You know, I pay 10 grand a year to go to one of the top engineering schools in the country. And there yeah. are kids paying 40 <laughs> to go to Princeton or to not even Columbia. 80. It's like, it's expensive. Right. And so it's, and I just, I just, for four years, you're, you're better off doing an in-state and then paying that amount for two years for grad mm-hmm. school. You know, that's, yeah. that's just, it just makes sense financially, you know, yeah. and at the end of the day, like, not most of us are not made out of money. You know, the average salary in the U S is what only 50 K most of us mm-hmm. can't afford this, you know? Yeah. So I think that was a big thing. And then the other thing is that Austin, Austin's mm-hmm. great. I think when you guys are thinking about where you want to go to school, you have to, you are going to be there and you guys don't get the option of being remote, right? You have to think about, mm-hmm. I'm going to live here. Am I going to enjoy it? Because if you're not going to enjoy it, if you're not going to enjoy your life, you're stuck there for four years. Yeah. We're going to That's hate it yourself you're going to hate being there so I think when you think about where you want to go to school remind yourself this is going to be your home for four years the people that you see today that you're touring schools to they're going to be the people that you are going to school with they're going to be the people that are going to end up in your friend groups and so you have to think about whether or not you like the community and me personally I loved the community in Austin very like-minded people not, not super diverse but still more diverse than where I went to school so, you know, mm-hmm. most of my friend group, we are minorities. And I think I just really enjoyed it. And I've met yeah. literally some people who will probably be at my wedding. So and I'm actually <laughs> living great. with one of my best friends. Yeah. You know, I'm living <laughs> with my, my best friend. She's going to med school mm-hmm. and, you know, she's also, you know, she comes from a, a similar Brown family. And so it's, it's just great to have your own family at college. Yeah, definitely. That's beautiful. Um, did you like ever become frustrated with your decision or like, do you think everything you've done, like will pay off and like you're happy about everything? Yeah. You know, we're all human and you guys are getting to talk to me for 
a half hour or so and you're seeing like one version of me, right? And so I think that's something to think about is that when someone, when you're talking to people in college and they're like, oh, I got this internship and I did this and I did that, that's just one part of their lives. You don't know what's going on in the background. And so at the end of the day, yeah, there's always going to be some stuff that you're going to deal with that's just like, this sucks, right? And so I think for me personally, like, do I regret, um, you know, not like, not going to UT. No, I don't. I think it was the right decision for me, for who I am, for my situation with my family, very close with my family. So Mm -hmm. it was really important for me to be able to drive, you know, I get to drive three and a half hours and I'm home. So don't regret that. But I think Mm -hmm. the hardest thing that I struggled with is imposter syndrome at UT, you know, like, I think being in STEM and being in classes where these kids are just so smart makes you feel like you don't belong sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's the biggest thing is that you have to just have enough confidence in yourself to say, no matter who is in this class with me, their intelligence, their success doesn't take away from my success. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that's something that I struggled with a lot is I felt like if someone in the room was smarter than me, you know, this person went to worked at SpaceX, this person has done this and that it made me feel like I shouldn't even be there. And I think that's something to think about is that when you go to college, you're probably going to have imposter syndrome because you went from a really, you know, you guys are probably top students, you guys are starfish in a small pond. And then you're going into freaking Great Lake. And you're with a lot of other starfish now, right. And so I think that's something to think about is you, I think the hardest thing I struggled with um, was imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I feel like that's an issue, especially yeah, with like bigger schools where it's like everybody else is so smart, and then it's like like you questioning yourself all the time, like, am I should I really do this? Like, am I confident in my like, yeah. choices and stuff? And you know, I will say it's definitely worse in women. <laughs> mm-hmm. We struggle yeah. with confidence, and so I think that's something to think about is that there's been times where I'm in a room with a person who I don't think is very smart and is not saying good okay. ideas. Okay. And yet this guy has the confidence of like the ego. Audacity. And I'm like, I'm like, do you not hear yourself? So I think that's something mm-hmm. to think about is that like confidence is a huge par- portion of it. There's, you know, I had a professor who would always say to us, he'd ask us, he'd very much like pop quiz us. And mm-hmm. he'd always be like, you know what, guys, you guys can tell me a wrong answer, but if you guys are really confident about that answer, I'm going to think you're right. So stop like getting scared about what you're going to say to me and just have confidence and you're going to look so much smarter and powerful to people around you. So I think that's something that us women specifically have to work on is just our confidence and not feeling like we don't belong because we do belong, you know, the admissions thought we we belong. So why don't we, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) during um, college itself, like what types of like internships or like engineering experiences did you get to have? Um, And like what types Mm -hmm. of skills did you take away from that? Yeah. So, um, so I did three internships in college. Um, my first internship after my freshman year, um, I worked at L3 Harris Technologies. I worked in space and airborne systems and I was a systems engineering intern. And, and in that role, I felt like I was, um, it was, yeah, it was systems engineering, but it wasn't super hands-on because I was 19, you know, er, yeah. Like, what are, I can't do a whole lot. Right. So I think Mm -hmm. it was just very much just a learning experience. And I think that's something that people 
should wrap their heads around when they're going to apply to an internship is, yeah, they have all these things that on the job description, it's probably not going mm -hmm. to be all of that, you know? Yeah. So, um, but it was a good experience. You know, I got to go to Florida. So that was nice. Um, mm -hmm. My second internship, I worked at Raytheon um, and I did operations, logistics, and supply chain. And uh, mm -hmm. something to note is that a lot of people, what you study in college, you're not going to do. Mm. So after my first year and a half, two years in college, I knew that I wasn't going to just be just a general engineer. Mm. I knew that I wanted to be a leader in STEM. I wanted yeah. to, I wanted, I personally wanted to lead teams. I didn't want to be a team mm -hmm. member. And so I realized that I didn't want to just do engineering. I think that's something to think about is that if you just do only engineering and you only focus on STEM then I think some people then fall into the trap of not being able to move forward and do other stuff. And so for mm -hmm. me personally, I felt like, yeah, I had the opportunity to do another engineering internship. I had other jobs that I could have taken. And I was just like, you know what? I was like, I'm not going to do engineering. Mm -hmm. Will it look weird? Mm -hmm. Maybe, but it's, I feel like I need other experience besides just STEM. And the reality is I'm doing that all the time at school. I have mm -hmm. all the technical information that I could possibly learn going into the weeds at school. So let mm -hmm. me get some more real life experience doing something not engineering specifically. Yeah. So that was cool, you know, getting, I think my second internship was a lot of like data analysis and stuff. And mm -hmm. so it was cool being able to once again, diversify my skill set. And then this mm -hmm. summer, um, I also did a similar internship, almost the same one, but instead of working on business intelligence, I did strategic sourcing also at Raytheon. And I think this was the next step into me realizing what I want to do later on. Um, I decided mm -hmm. I'm not going to be a general engineer after graduation. And um, I'm going to do a leadership development program because I want to be a leader. And, you know, I think we need more female leaders. We need more mm -hmm. people of color in leadership. And yeah. so, um, you know, something that I think a general consensus working with my boss this summer was that, having a leader who has a technical background, but also a background being able to work with people, understand people, build relationships is really mm -hmm. important and mm -hmm. lacking in the industry. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think between the last, in the my few internships, I've realized what I want to do. And, you know, I, I, I got a job offer Friday morning, my first, my, my first job offer. So, you know, I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. It was actually, it was my top choice at the company. So I'm, I'm super that's excited. Beautiful. And I think, yeah. So I think that's something to think about is as you go through the internships, you're going to know what you don't want to do and what you do mm -hmm. want to do. And it was definitely mm -hmm. a, you could see the process and me learning throughout the summers and throughout the school mm -hmm. year, what I want to go into full time. So. Yeah, that's really cool. And I really like how you were like, we need more than just them sometimes. And you can sometimes like have the freedom to be a leader and not just like a nine to five employee. And I, I really like resonate with that because I think it's important to like show that there are many other roles than just like your classic software engineer or something like that. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have friends that do software engineering. I have friends that do um, you know, propulsion engineering. And then I have friends that did engineering and call up like aerospace engineering and then went into process engineering or even just program management. And mm -hmm. I, I personally think that the people who step away from just solely engineering and go into other stuff, I just think they have more to offer because they have a wider array of skills. So, so I do encourage you to not just pigeonhole yourself and to try, try new things. You know, mm -hmm. you're young, mm -hmm. you have freedom yeah. to do that. Definitely. Yeah. So 
you're right now you're like you're at Raytheon Intelligence in Space. So what brought you here and how do you like it so far? Mm -hmm. Um, so what brought me here is um, uh, well, I mean, you know, when you're getting an aerospace engineering degree, sometimes it's hard to apply to other places, you know? Yeah. Um, or and and that's why I if I had to go back, I'd probably do an electrical engineering because mm -hmm. um, you get a lot more freedom with where you apply to. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, um, you know, I mean, I, I ended up actually right before I decided to go with Raytheon, I actually was supposed to work at an investment bank and do mm -hmm. data science at an investment bank. So I think that's something to think about is that when you are an engineer, you really can work in a lot of different, different um, fields. fields. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, me personally, I care about job security. Mm -hmm. I am a worry wart. And so I don't, mm -hmm. I didn't like the idea of working on wall street because mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't think there's job security in that the defense and aerospace industry, it's always going to be job security in that the U S mm -hmm. government loves, loves funding. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the U S loves funding their government, right? They love mm -hmm. making sure that we have our defenses up. And so I think personally that's why I chose Raytheon um and you know on top of that I knew people who'd been there you know and so mm -hmm. I I only heard good things um and then in terms of the specific ops and logistics thing I just I I felt like it was working in in trial you know the rocket lab I told you about um I was an operations engineer and so in operations you pretty much work at a high level trying to figure out how do you manage, you know, systems? How do you mm -hmm. manage hold downs and propulsion and finance? And how do you make sure that all the pieces come together in order to launch a rocket? You are pretty much, mm -hmm. I like to say, you're the one building the puzzle pieces. You're the one making the mm -hmm. flow downs that's going to be shown to the entire lab, you know, the student-led company. And so when I did that over the school year, I decided that I want to do that at work. So I think mm -hmm. that's something to think about is, you know, one thing you want to think about is what do you want, where do you want to fit in the puzzle? You know, do you want to be mm -hmm. one of the puzzle pieces? What kind of puzzle piece do you want to be? Or do you want to be someone who's trying to, you know, mend, like go through the puzzle pieces and figure out how do these actually work together? You know, do you want to be the middleman? Do you prefer mm -hmm. just working in engineering? There's a lot of different things for you to do. So I think that's something that I thought about when going to Raytheon is I wanted to be someone who looked from a higher level what's actually going on. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So did you have any difficulty with the transition like from like leaving college right to like the actual work environment? I, or like, I guess you're not really in a job job, but like an internship. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I can't speak from my experience of the transition from college to mm -hmm. working full time, but I, you know, a lot of my friends have graduated and I think, mm -hmm. you know, the, the transition from high school to college was really hard, especially from mm -hmm. someone who grew up in a very family centered household. Mm -hmm. And based on my best friends and what they've experienced, there's something called post-grad depression and it is <laughs> real. So I think that's the biggest thing is in college and high school, I didn't really have like a super tight knit friend group in college. I did. Mm -hmm. I, I consider them my family, you know, they come yeah. to my house for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, whatever. And so I think post-grad depression is real. And that's something I think about is that 
you're leaving your family for a second time. But I feel like sometimes the people in college are even like closer to you because like they get you, they are you, you mm-hmm. know? And so I think post-grad depression is real, especially when, you know, I have a friend that just moved to St. Louis, Missouri mm-hmm. for Boeing. She's a, a <laughs> an engineer at Boeing. And I'm like, girl, your whole family is in Austin. Like, how are you doing? And I'm checking yeah. in on her and you know, she's okay. But yeah, it's, it's hard that transition mm-hmm. because you know, you are an actual adult, you know, in college, I think college is just four years for you to prepare to be an adult. Mm -hmm. But in college, yeah, you might be able to, you know, you you're 18. Yeah, technically, I don't think it's a real thing until Mm -hmm. you are 22 years old in the real world, you got bills to pay, you got Mm -hmm. rent to pay, you got things to budget. And so I think, that post-grad depression is just, you have to prepare yourself for it. And that's when you're, when you're applying to jobs, you really want to think to yourself, am I, am I willing to move to a new city and do this all Mm. by myself? Or do I want to stay close by or at least semi close by and have somewhat of a support system, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So what are your future goals when it comes to like your life, like STEM? And I guess like, even what you just said, like branching out into like different fields and like being able to use your technical skills to like bring something new to the table so yeah like what are your some of your future goals in terms of that yeah so um I guess um I want to eventually go to grad school um Mm -hmm. I actually want to go to grad school I'm I'm thinking about um doubling in grad school and doing an MS and an MA um I want I'm thinking about doing an an MBA and Mm -hmm. um an MBA specifically in finance mm-hmm. and doubling that with an MMS in um, electrical engineering. I think that'd mm-hmm. be a good combination. And yeah. the reason why I'm saying that is because, um, you know, <laughs> executives <laughs> make more money than engineers. They do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think that's something I think about is me personally, when I'm thinking about career planning, I'm thinking about, okay, I have to set myself up. So I'm ready to go to the top. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think, me personally, making sure that I have that background in business, having that background mm-hmm. in team building and understanding how a company works is yeah. really important, as well as having that technical background, because not a lot of people have that technical background. Mm-hmm. And you guys, if you guys go ahead and do engineering or STEM or whatever, I highly recommend that you focus on doing all sorts of things, diversifying yourself. Because as someone who just got a job offer, mm-hmm. I was the only engineer and uh, applying for that. And they were That's like, really cool. Yeah. And they were like, what, why are you even applying? What are you doing here? Like, because, and I was like, because I think engineers pigeonhole themselves too much. Mm-hmm. I think engineers only do engineering. And I've shown you based on my GPA, based on mm-hmm. what I've done in the past, I've shown you that I can be an engineer. Mm-hmm. But you don't know that I can be a leader. So I'm trying to take this next step and show you that I can be a leader. So then when it's time for me in five years to move on to an executive level, they look at me and they say, wow, she's the only candidate that has proven to us she can be an engineer. She can be a leader. She can work in finance. She can do mm-hmm. all of this stuff, meaning that whatever problem we give to her, whatever team that she needs to work on, she can do it. And yeah. so I think that's something that you want to think about when you're trying to set up your career plan is what do you want them to think about when they see Neha Patil, when they see Amukta? What do you want hiring managers to think about when they think about your name? Mm-hmm. Me personally, I want people to think about my name and say, that girl, she can do everything. Yeah. You, you, She can do everything. You know, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure she found me on TikTok. 
I want to yeah. eventually say, yeah, she, she can create content. Her. She, yeah. right. And so I think that's something important to me is being able to say, I have an array of skills and mm-hmm. I, I'm not just an engineer. You know, I think yeah. that's not a personality trait. I think mm-hmm. a pers- my personality trait is being open-minded and being willing to do other stuff, you know? Yeah. So I think when you're thinking about, you know, when I'm thinking about my career, I'm thinking about, well, first off, I guess step one is doing the leadership development program. It's a rotation mm-hmm. program where I get to take different rotations and I get to work with different co- government contractors and pretty mm-hmm. much negotiate contracts. Um, and that's so really cool. I think it's right. And so I get to, you know, I've, we work with Boeing, we work with Lockheed, we work with the U.S. Navy, mm-hmm. we work with uh, the Marines. And so I think it's really cool. And I think something that's really interesting is I'm now able to, when we're talking about deals with circuit cards or propulsion mm-hmm. tanks, and someone's mm-hmm. asked me a question, and I have a colleague next to me who got a degree in business or management, he probably won't be able to answer that question about the actual tank itself or like the specifics. Mm-hmm. You know who's mm-hmm. going to answer that question? I yeah. am. And so I think that's something I think about is no, it's not a actual engineering role, but engineering applies to everything. In yeah. my opinion. STEM yeah. applies to everything. And at the end of the day, having mm-hmm. that background will set you apart from the others. Um, so yeah, I think career planning is getting doing the leadership development program, getting going to grad school, and then from there, hopefully getting a um a next step to a higher executive leadership role. Mm-hmm. So yeah. At a tech company. I still want to work in tech yeah. no matter what, though. <laughs> Those are amazing goals. Um, so, yeah, what's a piece of advice that you would give to other girls learning to navigate the male-dominated field of STEM and engineering? Um, yeah, what's a piece of advice you would give? This could be its own hour in itself. <laughs> um, I, just, I just want to reiterate how hard it is. People mm-hmm. always say you know, yay, woman in STEM, yay, you're doing this. You don't know how hard it is until you're there. Yeah. I, And you might just think to yourself, oh, you know, I'm working. Like I now work with a bunch of old white men and it's hard. <laughs> but let me tell you, it doesn't matter what kind of color that man is. Working with a man is hard. Okay. <laughs> and, I'm, and I think... <laughs> I mean, I, there's a reason why I'm single right now, guys. Okay. And it's because it's hard. (laughs) And so I think a big thing is that difficult personalities, Mm -hmm. you know, I just had a case study that I had to do for uh, my interview day. I had to work on a case study, a timed case study in a room with strangers I've never met before. And that's what I, part of the reason I was graded on for the interview is how am Mm -hmm. I working with these people? And the case study was dealing with difficult personalities and cosmetics company. And I think difficult personalities is probably one of the hardest part about working, especially in STEM, because Mm -hmm. you can do your own work. You can do your own calculations and no one's going to know it's yours or what you're trying to say. If you don't get the opportunity to say it. And the problem is there are always going to be people not wanting to listen to you, wanting to keep you quiet, not wanting to Mm -hmm. respect you. And I think that's the biggest thing for me personally is not getting the respect that I deserve. And so Mm -hmm. my piece of advice is learning how to assert yourself in a respectful and collected, classy way. Mm -hmm. I meet a lot of girls that either they just throw it under the rug, 
They don't want to address any issues. They're just like, it's not a big deal. You know, mm-hmm. the guys, I'm I'm cool with the guys, you know, whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, you can be a pick me if you want to. But me personally, I don't think that was very respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me personally, I've also met the opposite side of the spectrum where there are women who are, they, they pretty much want to go in with a hammer and just hammer their yeah. way through the problems. Mm-hmm. And you know what the problem is, is that women already are seen as too emotional as yeah. a bunch of other things. And so if you go in trying to steamroll the problem, you know what the guys are going to do? The guys are going to talk smack about you. So I think yeah. one of my biggest pieces of advice is learning how to communicate and assert your dominance in a respectful and classy way. You can mm-hmm. say something in a way where it gets the point across, has people stop to listen to you without having people say, whoa, like this woman What's is just, she's the yeah. right. And so I mm-hmm. think communication is a big thing. And that's why I'm telling you guys, it's really important for you to have a diverse background, a diverse resume mm-hmm. is because you learn those skills working in different environments, right? Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest learning aspects for me, you know, in the last three years, two things, one school in general, mm-hmm. working in team pro- projects, working in labs. I think my biggest struggle was labs. Working in labs where I don't get to choose who I work with. And a lot of times I work with people who don't want to listen to me, who don't want to, who don't think I'm smart, made me realize Mm -hmm. how to do, how to deal with it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think um, taking it one step at a time when it comes to labs and trying to figure out what's the best way for you to communicate a problem without causing a problem. You know, Mm -hmm. are you the problem or are you the solution? That's your choice. Yeah. That's something that I was told in the interview. We want to know if you're the problem or the solution. Mm-hmm. And you know what, girls? There's a lot of people that are the problem. The best way for you to stand out and for you to be successful is to always make sure that you are the solution, even if it means biting your tongue, even if it means taking the higher road. I just always say, you know, when they go low, go high, yeah. right? Don't go lower. So, you know, I think that'd be another piece of advice. And I think the other thing is it's okay for you to makes yourself known when you are uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. You know, looking at you guys right now, you are attractive women. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so something to think about that is a factor when you are working. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've been told that I would be taken more seriously if I wasn't attractive. I have dealt with men in the lab, try to advance themselves on me. I've, oh. I've, Mm-hmm. So I think that's something to think about is that you're not just having to navigate people who don't respect you. You're also having to navigate men yeah, who might not only not respect you, but also want other things from you. So yeah. I think that's something to think about too, is when you are in a male dominated, a male dominated industry, mm-hmm. always have your guard up because mm-hmm. you don't want to be put in a situation like that. Right. So I think that's something to think about is if you have an instinct about someone that you're working with and not only are they hard to deal with, but they're giving you a weird vibe. That's something to think about, you know, Mm -hmm. like these things, this is the real world In the real world. It's not just you're my teammate. I don't like you, but we're still going to get the project done. No, there are teammates that they're not their Their work ethic isn't the only problem. It's their personality and it's Mm -hmm. the other factors. Cause at the end of the day, we're human. The other piece of advice I have is to always just, protect yourself and mm-hmm. it happens so you know you guys have to be careful and me personally i'm 5'1 i'm a small girl it's mm-hmm. i'm working with these guys they're bigger than me they yeah. have more they yeah. see more powerful than me so you have to learn how to not only assert your dominance but also protect yourself 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's really good advice. So I guess that's that's it for the questions. And do you have anything else you wanted to add? Yeah, just thank you so much for being here and answering all these questions. It's like really cool to learn about your story. And yeah, you're yeah, really inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is super fun. I know. I'm. I know you guys will only wanted to twenty or thirty minutes. So I'm sorry this went over. No, but... you're good. No worries. It's really interesting <laughs> but... to learn more about you. So yeah. Yeah, I think you know. I think um a lot of times when you talk about women in STEM, it's very much like a base level, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of you don't learn about a lot of these things until you're there. But you know what I just talked to you about? I never thought that was a thing. I didn't think about it. Right? Yeah. You don't think about it when. But there's always things to consider in the workplace that are not just what you think that you could just read in an article. Right. And so I think um, it's important to have these conversations. These are conversations that are left out that leave Mm -hmm. us like people like me who didn't think about any of this vulnerable. I don't want that to happen to other women. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys, I don't know how old you are. You're probably 17, 18. Like Mm -hmm. you guys are going into this and it's going to be hard. The best thing you could do for yourself is at least prepare yourself and have that knowledge. You know, Mm -hmm. like my parents tried to prepare myself the best that they could, you know? And so um well thank you so much again for everything of course I really appreciated yeah. learning about you and everything um but yeah I think we're gonna wrap it up unless you want anything else um to add I guess but... I'm good I've really enjoyed talking mm-hmm. with y'all you guys are super cute and you seem like very <laughs> poised thank smart you. women so I'm you guys you are I'm you so are happy so intelligent great, <laughs> stunning thank you so much you're woman. so smart too yeah. <laughs> yeah like you're like yeah everything. of course <laughs> no I like trust me when I tell you like I think college shows you that there's there's so much hope for the future mm-hmm. you know we are the future you guys are the future so it's super exciting to see see you guys and I'm excited to see what you guys do and I've had so much fun talking with y'all you know I, yeah, I hope you guys have a you. great I don't know when you start school but yeah, mm-hmm. I hope you guys have a great rest of your summer. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, so. thank you. You enjoy your school too, your senior year. It's like the last year. I will. I will. Enjoy senior year, guys, and good luck with college. Okay, <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks. Nice meeting you. All right. You. Bye. Yeah.